Welcome to episode number seven of the Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning Podcast. This episode is a gift to all of us, you and me, because we have a wonderfully special guest this time. Deborah Stewart is the kind of educator educator I was telling you about in the first introductory episode of Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning Podcast. The kind of educator who, even though she's been teaching for over three decades, She has even more energy at the end of each school day than she did 30 years ago. Deborah has a master's degree in education. She's the author of the book Ready for Kindergarten. She speaks at numerous early childhood conferences, and she speaks not just theory, but real feet-on-the-ground experience based on her own private preschool, the Teach Preschool Children's Studio. Maybe or even probably you've already heard, you're already one of Deborah's 1.5 million followers on Facebook, or one of her 32,000 followers on Twitter. But if not, you can find Deborah on the web at teachpreschool.org. Okay, time to get some energy and inspiration from a master teacher. Okay, so Deborah. It is so great to connect with you, and I really appreciate your time. So thank you for taking, making some time for us to get to uh, learn from you. It's a pleasure um, to be here. <laughs> First question, I want to ask you about three questions, and we'll just go through this quickly. Um, one of them is, what specific, your specific ba- behavior challenges have you noticed that young students typically bring when they first enter preschool? Well, the interesting thing about um, when children first enter preschool is that um, they do come with challenges, but I think a lot of that is um, is the challenge that we have to try to meet them where they're at. And so their their cha- so their normal behaviors that they would come in with are things like missing mom, crying, day, <laughs> you know, normal things that um, discovering a world where all of a sudden they're not the the sole center of attention and maybe sometimes uh, seeking that attention in ways that we don't uh, always like or expect. Um, They have to figure out, they have to figure out how to navigate this new world, how, you know, what, what, uh, learn to share, cooperate, Mm. follow Mm. directions, follow, you know, all of these things are happening from, you know, like all at once being thrown at them and depending on the child is how well they'll navigate it and what kind of experiences they've had before they ever walk in the classroom. So it's not so much that they come with all these challenges is that we bring them into a world filled with challenges and depending on their maturity and how much experience they have before is how well they can navigate those challenges. I hope that makes sense. But that's oh, that, how I do oh, it. I love, love your heart and understanding and appreciation that it's not that they bring challenges, it's that they, they suddenly are faced with a lot of challenges that they're really not prepared for. So that really makes me have another question. What do you do to help them navigate their way through those new challenges? And why do you think it's important that they have that opportunity to navigate through those challenges well that's that is the key right there understanding what to do and from the and it starts the very first day they walk in the classroom and Mm. so there's three things that we focus on well I know for sure too 
But the first thing is building a, a relationship with the child, a connection. Mm-hmm. If we don't build a relationship with the child, then they're constantly operating from a distance from us. And they mm-hmm. are not as responsive to what we're asking them to do or, or where we're leading them because they don't feel connection to us. So the first thing we want to do is really build a good relationship with every child, help them feel comfortable and well-liked and um, mm-hmm. appreciated for being there and build your sense of trust. So you want to start that from the moment they walk in the classroom and you don't have to go overboard, but just being kind and accepting and smiling and gentle and nurturing and reassuring in everything you do, no matter how challenging that child seems to be to you when they walk in the door, you still have to focus on building a relationship before you can even move past it. Mm -hmm. And so you focus on that first. The second thing we do is make sure that they absolutely understand what to do. And we just take our time and we really spend the first week of school giving them lots of uh, tutoring, so to speak. Like, here's your cubby. Here's where you hang up your things. Here's where you put away the scissors. Here's where you um, will find blocks. And here's how you can play in them. And we spend a lot of time during the first week or two of school just getting them acclimated and building their ability to do things to know what to do and how to do it. So um, giving them your expectations, but also tutoring them and coaching them in how to do it, along with building that relationship so that they're competent in what you're asking them to do throughout the year. And then finally, getting them acclimated to the schedule and to one another. So a lot of times we focus on, oh, we want to build friendships on the first day of school. <laughs> and, I'm, and they are not ready for that. Mm. They, 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 they're, what they need, first of all, is to feel confident in your environment and confident with you. Mm. And as they do it, become a community in your environment, from that, they'll begin to establish new friendships. So we need to focus on building relationships, building confidence, and then through that community of confidence, we'll begin to establish friendships and going from there. Oh, it's so beautiful. And then they're going to go out on the playground. And you and I had a, a really satisfying conversation yesterday about this, where you prepare them for um, what's going to happen out there without. Uh, can you repeat what you said yesterday? Because it was so beautiful and it was so heartful and it was so empathetic about that need, their need to be seen and to be guided. Yes. So before we send them off, we always gather together as a large group community. And so before we send them off to whether it's to play in our centers in the classroom or to go outside and play in our playground, wherever that may be, before we send them off to be independent explorers of our (laughs) communities, right? Of our environment. Yeah. we, we always have them together with us as a community. And, and, and so what we want to do is set them up for success. And mm. the best way we know to do that is to have a conversation, not a lecture, a conversation where we're, where we're talking with them. And let's say we're getting ready to go outside and we'll say, what's going to happen if you run really fast and you're not paying attention to the other kids around you, what might happen? And um, they'll, they'll say, oh, we might fall or hit, you know, they're going to come up with their things. We don't have to tell them. They know. Right. But then we'll say, but what could we maybe do better to help us um, not fall and not have those happen? Then we take them down the path of what we want to see them try. So we'll say, instead of running out the door, how about we take five or 10 steps 
and then go run so that we can, you know, so I'd like to see if you can count that. So we're going to coach them in very, very minute detail of how to find success in that area. Then the next day, then what's going to happen is they're going to go and they're going to be great at that. They're going to show me, they're going to be so proud and they're going to go play. And we're going to obviously run into other issues during that time, right? They're going to, so we live uh, in the woods. Our, our school's in the woods. So we have sticks everywhere, right? Taking <laughs> away every stick is not an option for us. They're sure. going to play with sticks. So we have to then say, how do we help them navigate the use and play of sticks? So then the next day, we bring them back and we talk about, if we saw problems with it, we'll say, what is the best way to play with sticks? So we, every day, we're taking time to teach them about what they need to know to be successful. We're letting them go play and demonstrate to us what they understand and letting them have their freedom and coaching them where we need to, but not necessarily fixing the problem in the moment. Instead, we're, we're coaching them through it. But then if it's a major problem, we're going to talk about that the next day before we send them. And every day we're going to spot what the issues are, coach them before they go play, let them go play, observe, spot what the issue is, coach them in large group let them go and that we repeat that over and over so that we're constantly leading them down a path towards helping them be independent in their choices and decisions and have success but we're doing it instead of standing out there yelling at them no no we're instead bringing them together as a community and making a decision as a community about how to take care of each other so that's how we focus on that and we do that every day and I bet it gives you a lot more, it lets you keep a lot more of your energy by focusing in that way instead of being the police person. Right. Well, what it does is it helps us remember as teachers that our role isn't to be the disciplinarian and, the, and, the, and provide you know, constant control of our children. Right. Our role is to help them build confidence. <laughs> so we have to make sure that we're providing a plan for that. How are we helping them build confidence? And over time, each little each little thing that they learn to master and practice and master and have self-control and regulation over is a victory for the entire class and for them, for you, and for the class, the community as a whole. And so we're always wanting to coach our, to our students and have a plan for how to help them every time a new challenge comes up, do it in a constructive way. So we're, 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 we're uh, positioning everything that they're going through, not as you're in trouble, but this is what we want to see you be able to do all by yourself. Oh, Deborah. Oh, just beautiful. Um, I'm going to keep these interviews short, but if you think you're, you're never talking to me again, you're out of your mind. I <laughs> know. I love it. I love it. I'll talk early childhood anytime. So oh, obviously. And one of my big points that I want to make, and then we'll say goodbye for now is that, you know, there are teachers that go through their day and they're just exhausted and drained at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Or there are teachers like you who obviously have been doing it for decades and you're more turned on than ever and you have more energy from it. Uh, am I correct in that, that that's where you're at? It, it's so true. It's oh. so weird. But as I've gotten older, you would think I would be more tired, but I've yeah. gotten, I guess, smarter. I always say, let's work smarter instead yeah. of harder. In exactly. And smarter means once you start to tune in, how can I help my students find little victories all throughout their day? And you start looking for those, you'll figure it out from there. Beautiful. 
Well, um, I love you. I love your school. I love your approach. And we will talk again soon, Deborah. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. I loved it too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.